Welcome to the Proclaiming Artist Podcast, where we address artistic fraud syndrome. In part one of each episode, your host, that's me, Browsy, will interview a range of people who do or do not consider themselves to be artists. I ask questions like, what does an artist look like? And why are you holding yourself back from sharing your creations more freely? For part two, we will interview artists after they've created a piece and discuss their process. Before we begin, I'd like to thank all of the participants for being willing to be extremely vulnerable and open throughout this process. Welcome Kylie Finlinson to the yes. Proclaiming Artist podcast. Thanks for being willing to be a part of this. Yeah, thank you. And I asked Kylie specifically because I was interested in her dance that she mm-hmm. does. But let's get a little bit of background and history from you. Okay. Yeah. So I am born and raised here in Utah. Utah County. And I work specific, I mean, as a child, I began dancing classical ballet and pursued that immensely. I have two children. I live in the canyon. Yeah, movement. I'm really drawn to movement practices, art forms, not necessarily for performance-based art, um, but more like experiential art. So like I said, I initially got into ballet and experimented with like a couple other movement forms. And when I was in college, I went to Snow College and they have a like a direct connection with Juilliard um, in their music program and like a little bit in their dance program. So I was in the dance program and a, let's see, a Juilliard staff member would come and like teach different classes at the school. And this one teacher came and was like, you need to go to Juilliard. Like you feel the movement. And she gave me this confidence that, oh, you need to like pursue performance. But I had been in a car accident. And Mm. so, you know, like something that rigorous wouldn't, wasn't really doable Mm -hmm. or realistic. And, you know, just from like the chronic pain. And so then I began kind of looking at movement through a different lens, not necessarily performance, but more of uh, movement as part of the human experience. So I actually started teaching community movement classes, just helping people start to kind of feel comfortable in their bodies or how does their body want to move without an emphasis on trying to look a certain way. It was more about feeling into your body. And so that's kind of where a lot of my passion is when it comes to why I pursue art. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A lot of the different arts, art forms, you know, the expressive arts are just part of being human. So singing and dancing and writing and, you know, creating things, you know, that's just innately like part of the human experience. And so, yeah, I'm kind of just interested in pursuing that, exploring that. I had no idea. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So a little intro to how me and Kylie know each other is through a mutual friend. We just met kind of in passing a little bit and then a couple times here at her home. And then tonight. (laughs) Do we want to share that? Yes, because it's (laughs) so funny. (laughs) So I've really only known Kylie for maybe a couple months. Yeah. And... Tonight, we show up to do this episode recording, and she goes, oh, so you know Fish Burton? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. Why? And she's like, that's my ex-husband. I was like, cool, okay. Yeah. Uh, we went on, like, two dates, like, two years ago. And she was like, yeah, that was, like, right after our divorce. And we just put this together, like, two yeah. days ago. Yeah, Fish but- and I were talking, and... Anyways, I had said that Brie had asked me to participate in this project. (laughs) And so when he had said, oh, I know Brie, you know, I took her on these dates. And anyways, I had a good laugh thinking like, does Brie know him? And she hasn't said anything. (laughs) Come to find out she had no idea we were connected, but. No idea. Now I just feel that much closer to you that. (laughs) We're so connected. (laughs) 
and that we both agreed that they were super awkward dates. Yeah. Makes it better. Yeah. But, so there's that nice little tidbit of information that you didn't need to know, but it's just fun. <laughs> so good. Okay, but I didn't know any of that background that you yeah. had with dance. I had no yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like was trained in classical ballet. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Connie Burton. She um, she was a professional dancer for years and years, her whole life um, at Ballet West. And yeah, so I, I loved classical ballet in that, like I loved the structure of it. it. Like I really early on learned like, oh, teach me the structure and the technique. Once I learned that, then I, like, I, I think I was maybe around age nine when like I felt like wow I really mastered something mm. and I started to like live beyond the structure and the technique and yeah so I was very motivated with ballet and I hadn't I mean a lot of people have really negative experiences you know doing classical ballet you know with body image or various things uh but Connie she she had dancers of all body types that would mm. dance with her and she always talked about it's not about like the body the type of body it's learning like how to engage certain muscles it's learning the technique and it's tapping into like the life that's breathing through you so I really appreciated you know that I had that um she was like a big teacher for me so yeah like my ballet experience was really great and it was really sad when I was in a pretty big car accident when I was 16 and yeah, I couldn't perform the way that, you know, I grew up performing and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of positive feed- feedback from it. And so it, it was kind of one of those like life course changes mm-hmm. taking me somewhere that I didn't even know existed. But now like in hindsight, like I love following this passion. It's moving a little bit away from performance based to more like the presence in your body mm-hmm. and the movement. Everybody has a body and everybody can, you know, we have different rhythms that live inside of us. And so I love, you know, learning about that, you know, learning about my own body and the dances and the songs that are inside, but then also, you know, being with other people as they kind of explore, you know, what, what, what is the dance that wants to move through me today? That's so interesting that you yeah. talk about like the body as being like a conduit for something yeah. else. That's like mm-hmm. you're the tool almost. Yes. Yes. The Tell body me. instrument. Tell me more is about what I that. say. So I think like the best way I can explain it is when I would be dancing ballet, you know, or other art, you know, different forms of movement. I would get into this place where it literally felt like there was something moving through me. Like, it was a very, like, tangible experience, like, very visceral. Um, Like, I wasn't just going through these motions. It was, like, my breath and this, like, movement that was moving through me. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I could feel it in my body, this resonance. And it felt like a song. And so I kind of... I mean, years ago, like I thought like, oh, my body is like this instrument and the movements that I'm making are kind of, are, are singing a song. You just can't hear it. <laughs> you just are seeing it. Yeah. That's it's so interesting. Yeah. It's like this expression of something like really deep inside of myself. And a big part of like when I started to claim the title, I was like, oh, I am an artist is when I realized like, oh, I can be that and I can be, I can live and move and breathe like and be the most, be true to this expression that's in me. Like I don't have to be, there's so many different ways to be in the world and I just get to be me. And like me also includes, you know, this, this title of artist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, yeah, the body is an instrument. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Can you tell me more about when or how you decided to own the term artist for yourself? Yeah, it was actually just recently. About a year ago, I 
<laughs> like, okay, so a little backstory here. My ex-husband is an artist. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yes. <laughs> you know him. You know him. <laughs> and he just, it, like, he just claims the title as an artist. He loves all things art. And mm-hmm. he's really, really skilled and at what he does. He's a poet. And he has a master's degree in poetry. And, uh, I mean, he, he chose poetry, but he could have done, you know, all different types of fine art mm-hmm. as well. And so in that relationship, like, I just assumed, like, oh, Fish is the artist, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not an artist. I have no, I don't know, like, my training, you know, like, I went to a certain extent with, like, my dance. But then, like I said, because of this injury, like, I wasn't able to pursue like the path of what I thought like being an artist would be what does that look like so in the past it looked like oh like you go on to become like a professional dancer and that's all you're doing like if you're an artist like you devote your whole career to artistry Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is really silly Mm -hmm. but that's what I thought you know like I, I can't be an artist because I'm not like the best at what I do. And yeah, like, you know, while I was married to Fish, you know, I was, I would pursue a lot of artistic things, but it just never like crossed my mind once that I could be an artist, uh, which is just so funny looking back. Um, but about a year ago, I, it's actually a really funny story. I had gotten logged out of my Instagram account and then like I got an update or something. Like I logged back and then I opened the profile or whatever you call it. (laughs) And it said, you know, it said my name and then beneath it, it said artist. Like that, that was, you know, the type of account. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, Kylie is an artist. And when I saw it, because I didn't set it there. (laughs) When I saw it, I actually started crying. Like I had no idea how, you know, this title had been like put there but it moved me really deeply and I realized oh this is part of me that I have kind of been rejecting a little bit like oh I can't be an artist because again like it's not good to be an artist which is yeah it's just really sad that there's this little piece of me that you know still was rejecting that but yeah so I saw that on my Instagram account and I just started thinking about it like well, what is an artist? And I know there's so many different definitions, you know, of like what an artist is. And for me, I experience being an artist like and the work of art as being intimate with life and with people. And then like following that intimacy deeper and deeper until like there's this deep intimacy with something where you can't help but like express it. And you know, whether that's deep emotion, you know, sitting with like, you know, being intimate with myself and exploring like the landscape of like, who am I and what are the pieces that make up me and being really intimate with that. Like it, and then I find it moves into wanting expression. And once I express something, then I find like, I want to reflect on it. Like this deep reflection comes. And in the process of reflection, I know that I've kind of reached my next edge when I want to create something. That's so it's like, like a, a process that moves itself forward. Yes. Yeah. Like it's it's really innate and instinctual. Like I actually came across just last week a quote by C.G. Jung and where he was explaining that he, he viewed creativity not as like optional, Um, not as like, oh, some few skilled people are creative, but creativity is an instinct. And I really resonate with that. You know, like I I call it claiming like the artist archetype, Mm. that that archetype is really strong inside of me. And for years I rejected it. And it's funny because I married an artist and- You were drawn to that. Yeah, I was very drawn to it, but then I also was like repulsed by it. And- like that repulsion like played into our divorce Hmm. it was like you know that that relationship mirrored to me so much the artist archetype and I rejected it and myself and thereby rejected him which is really insightful (laughs) something I'm still sitting with but yeah that part like I rejected the artist 
in myself. And so I couldn't accept it in others. But yeah, now I'm really like happily bringing that part of myself back into my self-awareness. And it's been incredibly healing just as an individual to live as an artist and like discover what does that mean for me? Because it looks different for Mm -hmm. everyone. Yeah, that is so beautiful. And I could not have put that any better. (laughs) Thanks, Brie. But so much of the like claiming that archetype Mm -hmm. as an artist has also been something that's really important to me as well. And I also believe that we are artists. I think that it's our birthright that we're all artists because we are naturally creative. Mm -hmm. And other people will argue that they're not, but it's just not in... There's so many ways, exactly. different ways to be creative. Exactly. So they're yeah. just doing it in their own unique way. And I think that we're called to create because we are coping with our own creation, mm-hmm. our own reality of like yeah. life and death. And so that's why we are recreating it in our reality. Yes. And so I love how you like touched on all those, like all the points that you touched on really resonate with you. Resonate with how I feel about it and where I'm at in the process Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, I just kind of see being an artist as soul work. (laughs) And I still don't know what I would say. Like, what is soul? Or what is, you know, like me as an individual within a a greater whole? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's this big mystery that I'm like exploring. Um, But when I look at like soul work and then also healing, you know, going through a divorce and a faith transition. And I also had thyroid cancer I didn't a know few, four and a half years ago, maybe five, wow. which is really interesting because both like expression. You were touching on yeah. so much for me as well. <laughs> yeah. Just that expression, you know, was really blocked <laughs> for a lot of years. And I'm happy to be on the other side of it interesting. now. But yeah, I think like one thing with when, you know, when I say, you know, being an artist is soul work, I look at it like, like I talked about like the inner landscape and, Mm -hmm. you know, we all have these different like archetypes that are living inside of us Mm -hmm. and art helps to like waken up like the images inside of yourself. And like, as those images start to surface, I find art is really helpful to like interact with and be intimate with those images to like better understand yourself uh, in the world. And, and not only just the self, but also to understand other selves Mm -hmm. and like other experiences. And so something that I love about art and artists is, um, you know, an artist kind of takes things full circle Like you have an experience, you know, everybody has experiences or memories or traumas or, you know, these beautiful moments. And then I see the work of the artist is like taking that like raw material of life and then like working with it. Like I keep saying, like being intimate with it and getting to understand it, to feel it and see it and hear it and to like to know it. And then from that knowing, you start to kind of create some like a new form, <laughs> something else to like be able to understand things a little bit more. But and not knowing, like I'm not saying you know it, like this, you know everything, but, right? You know, like oh, I know what it's like to feel grief, right? I know what it's like to have this experience, mm-hmm. or that experience, Just new discoveries, yeah. So do you consider yourself an artist? We kind of touched on this. I do. And if you, I didn't change my Instagram account when it said artist. (laughs) And, you know, since that, yeah, that was about a year ago. So in 2020, I've like slowly been like taking myself a little bit more seriously and Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, like when I claimed the title artist, Mm -hmm. everybody in my life was like, yeah, duh. Yeah. And for some reason, I didn't see that, like, that's what I was. That's what I am, you know, but it was apparent to everybody else in my life. Yeah. (laughs) So. Very similar for me as well. Yeah. 
It's interesting that there can be so much built up around just what is an artist. Yeah. Well, that leads into my next question. Yeah. What is an artist? What is an artist? <laughs> like, yeah. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. You kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah, a tiny bit. Or maybe what you thought an artist looked like before compared mm-hmm. to now. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest difference is like I looked at an artist with somebody like that's all they did. Like that was one thing. It was like they were so committed to like one art form, Mm -hmm. you know, and they also like excelled at it. Like -hmm. they were like the best, you know, they had like really great like classical training around it or they were like naturally really gifted. And yeah, like more of like only fine artists were artists and everybody else were just crafty, (laughs) you know, (laughs) And now I just, I see and experience it very differently. I think my whole life is art, you know, like the way that I express anything and everything. And yeah, I mean, now at this point, like I claim that, you know, title, that archetype is strong in me, but it's more, I don't know, like, I guess, I don't know. Like I just, I, I do a lot of different things Mm -hmm. as an artist and I... Like what? Yeah. So I like movement, like my daily movement practices. You know, I wake up in the morning and I don't typically dance to music, which is interesting. I haven't, I mean, I will, but like my main core practice has been, you know, I wake up and I connect with my breathing, settle into my body, and then just start moving in ways that feel good um, and kind of just exploring like the rhythm that's living inside of me. And so that's, yeah, that's been a pretty consistent part of my practice as well. I also, as an artist, I've touched a little bit on like the inner landscape, like the landscape of my body, the landscape of my inner world, where all these like different images reside. And so landscapes have been something in the last like year and a half where I'll go out into natural landscapes, like more secluded areas and dance, move my body, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and the terrain isn't always flat. And I like that. It's not like a dance studio. It's different because you're interacting. Oh, there's a rock on the ground right there. How am I going to move around it? Mm -hmm. How do I respond to that? Um, Or, you know, there's like this big bush where the ground is uneven. And to me, like it just kind of mirrors the diversity of terrain that's inside myself. And so I've really enjoyed, you know, exploring landscapes outside of myself and inside of myself and seeing how the two, those two parts are really compatible. So that's, yeah, that's been something that I've done a lot with as an artist. I also, like, I'm starting to kind of claim that I'm a writer, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I, you know, put under the umbrella of artistry. And again, not, I don't have to be the best writer, but I love to write. And it's, you know, it's an art form that helps me understand myself and the world around me. And occasionally I'll write something really great. <laughs> And, you know, a lot of it, it's just the process of kind of getting to these points. But something I love about art is that the end result isn't like I, I love, you know, getting to an end result and creating something and stepping back and feeling all the things you can feel about creating something. But I also really have learned like the pleasure of the process more to like, I love the process. And so many times, even if I'm like painting something, what I set out to do isn't like the end visual product. Right. Doesn't look like what was in my head, you know, because as you go and like you make a mistake and paint something darker and then you change it and then you love it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like this ebb and flow, which reminds me of when my body's out in this like natural landscape, there's this ebb and flow. Of like, you don't know what's next, but you have like this rhythm that's moving you forward. And kind of like, you know, my breath is keeping pace with the earth and with my body. But whatever I create, it's always different, but the same as what I set out to create. And so I, you know, I really value, I think there's a lot of like rich metaphor in being an artist. Absolutely. Yeah. So 
I love that because that's also what I'm arguing as well is that Mm -hmm. process is just as important as the final product. Yeah. And I think that a lot of us are scared to show the process because it is the vulnerable parts that you're like, it's not quite done. It's not quite perfect. It's not what I Mm -hmm. thought it would look like at the beginning or things like that. But discussing that that part is just as important. Yes. To the final product. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's touch on, so you said that you started owning the term artist. Mm -hmm. Was that more of a transitional thing where it kind of slowly or from that moment on you were like, I'm an artist? Yeah, it was, I mean, claiming the title was very like in that moment. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, I'm an artist, you Mm -hmm. know? And like, it was more, okay. I'm this Mm -hmm. and then I move you know move forward in that way but it was also interesting because for years you know I've been doing you know making music and Mm -hmm. dancing and painting and Mm -hmm. you know all these different things but because I wasn't like the best at them (laughs) it was more of like this personal practice Mm -hmm. or like this these things that brought me pleasure I just didn't think I could be an artist, you know? (laughs) So, yeah. So interesting. You touched on how you were starting to write more and Mm -hmm. be more comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. Why do you think you're holding back from owning the term, I'm a writer? (gasps) It's a good question. (laughs) I mean, I do a lot of, like, I love to read Mm -hmm. and you know, there's just like a lot of good quality reading. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it feels overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Like this overwhelming task, write, to just write. For some reason, it feels really overwhelming when I stop and kind of just take it in bites. Like I'm going to write because I love it. I guess really I'm a writer. (laughs) I just still have this hesitancy to to call myself that. Your your body is so (laughs) tense. Yes, there's a lot there. And I think, I mean, even being on this podcast is something I've never done to like vocalize. I don't know, to like put voice to what I feel inside. Like I can move my body and dance and I can, you know, I'll I'll occasionally like write and share about it. Um, But it's been something, I don't know, to like to talk and to write feel like just really big and overwhelming so there's some raw material to like (laughs) you know to look into Mm -hmm. because I also yeah I mean I guess there's there's still seeds of like you know if you're going to be an artist like you pick one thing and you do that one thing no I'm pretty sure all artists eventually do all sorts of different things (laughs) all sorts of different mediums yeah and I think you're right there I mean one of the big things was also singing. I've never considered myself to have this like beautiful voice and I actually felt self-conscious about it, but I like loved it. I also never would have guessed. <laughs> you. Yeah. I never would have guessed. Because I mean, the last five years I've sung in this women's folk group where we sing traditional music from around the world. And the first time I went to gather and sing with those women, I was so nervous, like sweaty palms, like I actually, like it was just really scary for me, but I want, like I like, I felt it in my body, like I want to do this. And now I don't necessarily have an issue singing, but like I look back and, you know, there was a few performances that we do that I just would like freeze up, but because it was like group singing, I was like, could make it through. Anyways, I've come a long way now that every year I have this big birthday party (laughs) where we sing. And Brie actually came to my last birthday when I turned 31. It was so fun. And so I feel much more comfortable, you know, being a singer and singing in front of people and having, because again, I've kind of moved it from like the freeze response of like performing to more of like, this is just a human thing. Or that's also moving through me. Yes, yes. And now at this point in my life, I'm feeling like I'm going to be doing that with writing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, 
Yeah. So I'm in the freeze phase. I'm in the freeze phase. I watched you physically like, yeah, freeze. <laughs> didn't, didn't know what to do with your body. Yeah. Which is weird because you're a dancer. And yeah. It's all about that movement. And I literally watched yeah. you like get all uncomfortable and uh-huh. shifty. Well, and I'm sure you've seen me as we've been talking. Like uh-huh. when I've hit these moments where I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. This. I yeah. want to talk about this. Yeah. For the next, you know, forever. Yeah. And then the minute we started talking about writing, it was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't. And I think that's just the process, you know, like, of what an artist does Mm -hmm. is, like, um, I mean, in spiritual communities, there's, like, this phrase that floats around to meet your edge and soften. And I've kind of uh, really identified with that as, like, the core of my spiritual practice Mm -hmm. to find where my edges are soften into them, like be curious about what it is and, you know, love it. Mm -hmm. I guess for me, that's kind of what being an artist is. It's like, oh, this is like new and scary, but I feel drawn into it and being willing to be vulnerable, even talking on this podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I kind of met that edge. And now that I'm like softening into it, it's not as scary as I thought it would be. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's always the hardest part is starting. And as a, like as a dance teacher and like, I mean, I've taught various friends how to knit, Mm -hmm. how to do wire work, how to, you know, like, or teaching movement and dance. Mm -hmm. One of the things I always, always say is like, we're going to stop what we're doing, you know, set the knitting needles down, like stop dancing, set the paintbrush down. We're just going to acknowledge how incredibly awkward this feels. Hmm. And like, let's just feel that, how awkward and new it feels. And we'll just like take it in, you know, let it to feel really weird. And then, you know, as time goes on, it's like, oh, do you remember when that was really awkward and we let ourselves feel how scary that was and I felt that same process for myself when you reached out to me Mm -hmm. you know and asked me you know to create some art pieces Mm -hmm. from my movement and I mean it's like I don't how do I you know like oh do I just like take pictures of my movement what do I do how am I gonna create like visual art from something that's so dynamic And then, yeah, like I kind of softened into that and got curious. And now I feel really excited about what I'm creating. But yeah, I think that is kind of the work of the artist, like Mm -hmm. being curious about those edges and then like being vulnerable and willing to put yourself out there to be seen and to be heard. Yeah. So scary. Yes. (laughs) Because you also don't know like what the end result is Mm -hmm. you know you start painting a picture and you don't know what the end result is Mm -hmm. I start moving my body and I have no idea how other people are going to interpret or receive and so it's kind of helpful for me to really be centered and like this like I am being the clearest and truest expression of what is living inside of me right now and that's where I want my art to come from so beautiful. Thanks, Brie. Do we want to touch on the whole writing aspect again? Sure. Yeah, we can go into that. I want to maybe just uncover a little bit more about that just Mm -hmm. because you had such a big bodily (laughs) response. (laughs) So what does your writing practice look like? Is it free writing or is it poems or is it just, is it more like narrative or? Yeah. So what kind of happens, like what my process has been is I think what one of the reasons why I feel tense about writing is it's still this really new thing that I feel like I can't force mm. because the moments when the writing bug has just like come upon me, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. something inside me is like, I have to write this down. And either the words just like fall out and it's, you know, there's this poem that's now like laying before me that I didn't put a lot of, like, it wasn't like I was laboring over this thing. It just happens and flows through me. And I love it. Like love it, not because I know anything about writing, (laughs) but because it captures the essence of something Mm -hmm. that I can, I can feel the rhythm in the words 
Like it's almost like it's alive, Mm -hmm. you know, like when I read it and then it also kind of narrates what I'm currently experiencing. And so loss and grief has been, there's this phrase of having an apprenticeship with sorrow and writing has been a part of the way that I've like metabolized those losses. And so I'm, I'm really drawn to it, but for some reason I feel really afraid of it because I feel like I don't have control over it. I could sit down and start writing, but it feels like I don't even know what I'm doing. Or is this a waste of my time? Like I'm just going to start writing about Mm -hmm. random things. So like I said, at this point, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it'll move from, I don't know, like the moments just right. And it's like, I have to write this down. Even if it's like, I pull over and I type it on my phone and free writing, like I've done that before. And I know there's benefit to it, but Honestly, sometimes I feel like frustrated by free writing. I don't know, like my mind gets too much in the way. So maybe that's just a sign that like I need to keep doing it. <laughs> but now like now that we're talking, I think one of the most beneficial things like that I, I can note when I'm like, oh, I'm moving into this space that feels like I'm getting somewhere is when I start writing down memories. So, you know, like when I just sit down some, okay, here we go. This is a little bit more clarity. So like if I, sometimes I'll get in my head of like, well, if I'm going to write anything that I need to start like structuring or formatting it in my brain hmm. of like how I'm going to do it or what, what's the purpose of what I'm doing. But sometimes if I just sit down and I start Like I just go with a memory or like working with my inner images. And when I say like an inner image, like if I was to ask you, you know, think of one little moment in your life, even if it's like, think of the last time you crossed a crosswalk. Like there's like these little images that like your brain takes pictures of. Then you have those inside of you. And we have images surrounding all kinds of things, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we collect these images throughout our whole life. And, you know, like when I went through the loss of divorce, it was really sad because all these images about how relationships should be and how life should be, like there was this cognitive dissonance between what my present day images were Mm -hmm. clashing with like all these images from my childhood So kind of exploring like what are the images inside of me when I think about like marriage and relationships? And there's like actually like the deeper you go, like there's actual like a screenshot image in my mind of like my young woman's teacher talking to me about relationship. And like I have a screenshot image of like the face of like some random guy in my neighborhood that I was like, oh, that is what like the ideal partner is like, you know, like you kind of gather all these images. And I think moving forward from today, like I'm going to focus more on just um, like writing those images down, mm-hmm. like explaining it, like not not trying to explain it to somebody else, but uh, like these little snapshot memories in time of like, like I don't have to give all this backstory about like, oh, this happened and this happened. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, just these little moments, even like, what was it like, you know, the last time I looked in my dad's eyes and this is what it felt like. This is what it looked like. And that's all. Like, I don't have to write like this whole story about it. You know, that helps me not feel overwhelmed. And I think that's like where my flow is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is, you know, giving, yeah, putting like those inner images, words and voice, you know, because yeah. You know, movement has its benefits, but actually like vocalizing feels really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably yeah. where the body tension, you know, with being a writer. Yeah. You can just start. You can just start writing. I used to feel that way journaling. If I like missed a couple days, I feel mm-hmm. like I had to catch up on the past. Yeah. That's how I long. feel. <laughs> and I started to just like not worry about it because then I hated doing it. Yeah. I hated the process of it. Yes. And so I feel like just writing, yeah. like not having this like preconceived yes. idea of what it should be. Yes. That only you are putting on it. Yes. Makes a big difference, at least for like the little, like just journaling. Like I love yeah. journaling, just mm-hmm. physically writing with a pen on paper. 
yeah. is like very therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't really go back and read it at all. Mm. It's mostly for me, writing is just the motion and the act of doing of it. doing it. And then just getting out things that are like the unnecessary yeah. little distractions mm-hmm. or like the like my ego coming in or just different things that are louder than what is important mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. No, I think that's really helpful. And that speaks to like where my tension is. Like, if I'm going to be a writer, then, like, I need to, like, write something that has, like, this format or, like, this purpose. (laughs) Mm -mm. Um, Do you write? Yes. So you are a I'm a writer. (laughs) Still hard for you? Yeah, like, I'm easing into it. And I, like, I know this process because, again, I've done it with movement and song. Is it getting It is. We start to learn okay, this is how I respond and I can explore it. I think it's just like reclaiming these parts of yourself and that can be like really scary, really yeah. scary to do. So yeah, writing. I am, I'm a writer. Everybody, <laughs> news update. I'm yeah. a writer. Let it be known. <laughs> As of today. As of today. Moving forward. I'm claiming. <laughs> yes. Not what I expected to talk about with you. No, me neither. Well, that's... At all. I love that, though. Yeah, me too. And I think that's the beauty, like, you know, like, that everybody has some form of artist, Mm -hmm. you know, that's living in them. And, you know, I keep coming back to, like, you're, you know, we can be dancers and movers Mm -hmm. because we have bodies. And, like, you know, we can sing because we have voices. Mm -hmm. We can write. Like, these are all, like, these innate things that we're, you know, kind of drawn to. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different ways to be a dancer. Right. Like, every dancer is different, Mm -hmm. you know? And the song that's living through every body is different. Mm -hmm. But I I come back to this image, like, you know, with song, like, the harmony of, like, when I am pursuing, like, the creative passions and dreams that I have. Like, I'm a clearer note mm. in, like, the world song. And I, I, you know, given kind of this upbringing, like, this wounded artist space of, like, being an artist is bad, being mm-hmm. an artist isn't practical, being an artist, like, you're being selfish. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Like, you're being selfish with your time when you should be putting it. These things aren't true, but, like, I had this... framework of like artists are selfish right but now I see that like yeah when I follow and lean into my dreams and you know pursue creating the things in my life that are in alignment with what's like that song that's inside of me Mm -hmm. that I actually like am benefiting the world like everybody else gets to sing their song and do their dance and Mm -hmm. write their words and Whatever. All the different things we can do to create. (laughs) All the different things. Yeah. I love that so much. Definitely feeling more comfortable calling myself a writer. Good. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. (laughs) It's been so fascinating to hear people's different perspectives on what they think it is and why. Mm -hmm. And it's made me change how I feel about it for sure. Oh, I believe. I totally believe it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that kind of came to mind just barely, like I I kind of touched on the work of being an artist is like the work of being intimate with life Mm -hmm. and with people. Mm -hmm. And a big part of intimacy to me is integration. Like when you have two people, like right now, like we're we're kind of, you know, touching into this shared space of awareness. Yeah. Like we're integrating our lives. Yeah. And like integrating our thoughts in this moment. Uh-huh. And, you know, integration is the work of healing, like taking all these pieces of ourselves and bringing them into a whole. And, you know, all the people in the world and all the big, like, there's so many different types of experiences that can be had. And when I'm intimate with those different experiences, and, you know, like really sit to understand them. It's like it's integrating those people and those moments in time into like a greater whole. 
And so the work of being an artist is like healing work. Yeah. To me, it's like, you know, being intimate with all these different pieces of self in the world and bringing it into a place where it belongs, you know? So like the things that I create as an artist might not be, well, they're obviously not going to be the same things that anybody else is going to create. Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes I think like, oh, it's already been done. Right. But nobody's lived my life and nobody has had the experiences uniquely situated as, mm-hmm. as, as I have. Mm-hmm. Um, no one is where you're at right, right now. now. in this moment, in this body. And yeah, so creating art and spending time with what other people create, I think it's, it's really healing for individuals and communities because it brings up our inner images that we get to work with and then helps us understand these other pieces of ourselves that we, mm-hmm. you know, either fra- are fragmented or repressed or rejected. We get to be intimate with it, understand it, you know, and have it go in its place, you know? Yeah. I love that. My cheeks hurt. <laughs> Because I've just been sitting here nodding, smiling, like, yes, every yes. chills the whole time. But, like, seriously, my cheeks hurt right now. I'm so glad. <laughs> but, honestly, everything that you've shared is so fantastic, and I really appreciate your insight and your feedback. Thank you, Pri. Thank you so much. Thank you for, you know, extending this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like, pushed me through some of my own vul- vulnerabilities. It's scary, but I'm like (laughs) so, so stoked on like where the direction it took. Yeah, I had no idea this is what we would talk about tonight. I love it. So jumping into part two, the creative collaborative consultation. Let's talk about the project that you're planning on doing for the Sundance Gallery Show. Great. So what have you been thinking about? Yeah. Um, okay, so the initial thing, like the initial challenge <laughs> of what I'm kind of working with is how do I take movement that's so dynamic and, you know, create something that can be displayed in a stationary way? So I have a lot of videos of me dancing out in these like nature landscapes. Okay. From all over the state and uh, like other states. And what I really like about them, like they all have like different movement to them. And so initially I was thinking it would be kind of neat to take a bunch of like still, you know, like shots, almost like a flip book of, you know, some clips from different landscapes. So initially I was thinking like, oh, well, maybe I could just, you know, like display so you can see the movement. And then the next step that I am in like liking uh, the more that I've kind of thought about the project is, you know, I I touched on this idea a little bit about like the inner landscape and the outer landscape, how they mirror each other. And I also take a lot of really beautiful pictures of, you know, detailed things in nature. Yes. And so I have like a few images that came to mind of pictures of, um, they're not necessarily like landscape pictures, but they're like you know, hot springs water really close Mm -hmm. where it's like there's unique, like there's, it touches into like the movement of something. Yes. Where I feel it, like I feel the movement in my body and it's kind of whimsical and like magical. Okay. So I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe, you know, I will use like a picture of the landscape and then have all these smaller images of just like my form, Okay. you know, like doing these smaller images of me doing a movement through like this other landscape. I love that. Does that that make sense? So there's like kind of like layers of landscape, like my, you know, my body landscape that has movement and then, you know, pictures from out in nature, you know, where there's this movement that's going on. Right. Um, So I feel kind of excited about that. I also... Um, another element potentially is I have, I was looking back through, I take a lot of photos (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I have various like images of me holding something in my palm. Like, you know, I have like, and they're these beautiful pictures of, Mm -hmm. you know, holding in my palm, like all these different seashells 
or, you know, when I was in Montana, like this array of like berries and leaves, like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of placed where like the colors are such, it just like is like when I see it, I'm like, oh, I love that. Okay. And like the cupping hands. So I had this idea of maybe taking, I took the image and I made a mirror image. So it looks like there's two hands. That are, like, holding these, like, little detailed, beautiful, these little pieces of nature Mm -hmm. in cupped hands. And that Mm -hmm. feels very slow down, pay attention, like, be with these little pieces of the landscape. Mm -hmm. And I thought about somehow taking, again, like, these movement snapshots um, and somehow, you know, placing it within the palm. So it's like, I am a little piece when of you, the land. When you started to say little pieces <laughs> of nature, I thought you were going to say little pieces of me. Yeah, so that's the, the feel. Like, Yeah, I love that. You know, it's it's like my body and the earth are interconnected. Yeah. And then like the movement, like the way that my body's moving, like land is always moving and changing. And I think that there's beauty in that. Like, you know, the year that I was divorced and had all these really difficult things that presented themselves in my life. At the end of that year, I wrote down, I was a writer, and I wrote... um, was? (laughs) Am. (laughs) There we go. I am a writer. And I had written, like, you know, this was a year of mudslides. Mm. Like, where the, the land just, like, slid in all these uncontrollable directions. But, like, that's creation, Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes the things that we harbor, like we label as like good or bad, it's just like those labels don't really matter. Yeah. You know, like the landslide happens, you know, the earthquakes happen. And those are all part of like the mystery and majesty of the natural world. So, yeah, I kind of in my own, the way that I interact with the natural landscape is I love to pay attention to like the small details of things and like resting in the space of like awe or wonder, like whimsy. And so, yeah, kind of something with inner and outer landscape and like the various forms of movement, that's kind of where I'm wanting to focus. (laughs) Um, But I'm not really sure like... Like how we'll go from there. Yeah. I mean, I think like I have played around enough. I have like my iPad and my Apple Pencil, and I love Procreate. So I'm assuming that I, like, will figure something out on there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as far as, like, editing all these different images of me Mm -hmm. within these different, like, these other landscapes that I've taken. So that's kind of, you know, the essence and the concept is there. But then I'm, like, I'm not really, I've never done, (laughs) like, a... You know, I've never participated in an art gallery mm-hmm. or, like, had prints of right. something that I've made. So that feels kind of overwhelming or scary. Yeah. You know, and we also are working within a smaller time frame. And so I think if I was able to know, like, okay, what size am I doing? Mm-hmm. That would be really helpful. What size would you like to do? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, in my mind, like... I see, you know, like four different images okay. that kind of go together. Okay. Four is also like, you know, four is all over in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, the four corners, the four directions, mm-hmm. you know, four elements. And four, it just feels like this stable thing representing different movement. This is exciting, especially just like trying something new with like yeah. all these like, because you keep saying movement. Yes whimsy and awe and landscapes and the earth and all these things and like I'm really excited to see how that plays out in a new form that you've like haven't really experimented with yet yeah I'm really excited it's totally new yeah and also and one of part of this is you also had said um you know you'll have your the display Mm -hmm. of you know the art and then also to have prints for sale Mm -hmm. right yeah and oh, absolutely. there's, like, this panic in me that's, like, oh, no, like, am I going to print things? Like, who's going to want to buy 
pictures of me <laughs> on, you know, like, it's just like that fear of like, who would buy this? Like, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. because the intent of like why I'm doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I haven't ever like made money from mm-hmm. movement <laughs> right. other than teaching. Right. And so it feels really vulnerable to like, yeah, you know, to do that. There's no pressure to do prints, but if you want to, yeah. I would love to have them out for people. Yes. But no, I'm good now. You don't feel like you have to. Does that make sense? Yes. No, and I thought about it. I was like, if I told Brie I really didn't want to, that would be fine. But again, I think like, you know, I create things that people sell mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So like I also have an Etsy store. Yeah. And that's been like a huge part of my income. Yeah. That's been really wonderful doing something that I love. Where, you know, I've been creating things that people buy, but this just felt like, it's like oh no, a different, a different layer or something. Interesting. You so know. you're already comfortable with like photographing the things yeah. that you make and then putting it up and having people buy it yeah. and you send it to them. Yeah. Like I have no... You've done that. Check. I, yeah. You for years. And I feel very con- like confident, uh-huh. you know, like in that so it was kind of interesting like that was something I noticed that came up for me was like wait I've never like this year I've I actually have like drawn and designed like a couple like digital things Uh that like I've sold yeah and I feel like okay like that can build my confidence but this feels like something totally different because it also I feel like I want to put like my heart into it yeah. And so it just feels vulnerable. Yeah. I love <laughs> but, that though. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I also had this like idea come to me that I was like, this would be really cool. Like it could be small bets. Let's hear it. So <laughs> always feels like, okay, how do I like verbalize what I see in my head? I thought it'd be really cool. Like there's, I've played around a little bit with, like I'll take like a sheet of wood uh-huh. and like Dremel into it okay like um like little circles and like I'll put mirrors and like make a really cool again working with movement like how things like the flow of something and I thought it'd be kind of cool like around the photos or like vertical up to like get like a bunch of like little mirrors like the like tiny Uh I have a bunch of like different sized mirrors Uh it'd be really cool to like have like movement going up the wall. I love with, that. With I don't know, like the me- like different sizes and shapes of like the mirrors, and yeah. even like maybe like small pebbles or like shells. Yes. You know, so it's like it feels like I mean it, things I just like love. I love when you see something and like your body responds, like it like softens and opens, mm-hmm. like ah, oh, you know, and that's like what landscape does for me. Yeah. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun to find like a whimsical way to like to show that. to show the movement because that's what I feel in my body. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. Getting like the if it would be okay like the double sided, like the stuff that you use to hang pictures, mm-hmm. but just like cut little pieces to like put the mirrors on the wall. Does that make sense? You have to draw it out for me. So what you're saying is it. A piece of wood that is moving and then it will be in between your images? No, like I'm thinking of like, can I bring all the little mirrors and just like hook the little mirrors all around? So there's oh. going to be no wood. They're oh, small. Okay, okay, gotcha. So no wood. No wood. Uh-uh. That's just, that. yeah, that's what I do at my house. I've been okay. playing around with that, but yeah. I was thinking it would be kind of neat to I just like, this. even if it's just like some, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can I, like, show up at the space and, like, you know, yep. stick on these little things onto the wall? Yep. Let's do <laughs> In that. a way that might, like, be, like, oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yay! Because, you're, like, your whole concept is very much about this, like, reflection, this mirror. Yeah. Of, like, oh, my gosh. Mirror. I didn't even think of that. It was just, like, popping into my head. <laughs> be, like, obviously that's what you're saying. Yes. Direct mirror of like your interaction with your inner landscapes and your outer, and then you're having other people look at themselves based on what you're look like what What, you're showing. Yes. Oh, that's. But of course. (laughs) Yes. I love how like when I'm in the creative process, I'm not analyzing the process. Uh I'm just like this, 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 and then like you step back and you're like, whoa. 
Yeah. There's more to this. Than yeah. It's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I love that. Okay. How do you feel? I feel excited. Okay. I want to go home and get started. <laughs> okay. Any questions or last minute thoughts? I think I'm good. This has been fun to like just explore something that I haven't really ever done with somebody that I feel safe with. So thank you, Brie. That makes me feel really good. Thank you. (laughs) It makes me feel honored. Thanks for being a part of it. Yeah. All right. Signing off. Thanks, Kylie. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Proclaiming Artist podcast. Let me know if anything resonated with you or inspired you. You can check us out on Instagram at Proclaiming Artist. Like and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review if you'd like. Oh, and just a quick reminder, you are an artist. <laughs>